You're listening to episode 142 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a podcasting coach, lifestyle entrepreneur, and a Canadian with a sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using stories to connect with and positively impact others. Here on the Room to Grow podcast, we're going deep into big topics like relationships, mental health, business, confidence, lifestyle, personal development, and entrepreneurship, and being open, honest, and real about how to learn from tough lessons along the way when life throws you into the unexpected. I bring you thoughts and guests with stories that will change the way you look at the world and yourself so that we can learn from each other and grow with lots of self-love and compassion every step of the way. There's always more room to grow. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey there, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. And it has been a couple weeks, <laughs> which is not normal for this podcast. I generally release a new episode every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. And in my two years of podcasting, I have never gone two full weeks without releasing an episode. And I'm gonna to talk to you a little bit about why. Um, I'm also gonna talk about why initially I felt like I needed to really justify the reasons why I wasn't uh, coming out with an episode. And I sort of came to a bit of a different conclusion. So this episode isn't about justifying why there wasn't one. It's more about giving you a little bit of a behind the scenes in what has been going on in my life the last couple of weeks and what has been going on in business and some adjustments that I am making that I think are gonna be really powerful and really positive. And also just to show you that for anyone who doesn't know, I'm, I'm currently living in Bali and I've been a bit all over the globe in the last few months. Uh, I was in Hawaii and I'll get into that more. Um, I've been in Australia, I've just been all over and it looks super glamorous, right? Like, you know, watching, maybe if you're following me on Instagram over at uh, Emily Goff Coach, maybe on my Instagram stories or something like that. And, and I've had people reach out. They're like, wow, like you're all over the place. And yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. There's so many upsides. But traveling full-time comes with some serious downsides and some very stressful moments. Um, and I don't want to under, I, I really want to underscore that. And, and I always want to be transparent with you because I never want to give it you the impression that things are just super easy over here because they're not easy for anyone. We all have shit going on. We all have those moments when life is hitting us in the face and <laughs> usually when we least expect it. And you know what? There's just always going to be things that we have to deal with and manage and figure out. And sometimes it's going to get in the way of other commitments, like in my case, coming out with a podcast. So I'm going to give you a brief synopsis as to what uh, went on. And then I'm going to give you some of the lessons that I've really pulled from this and how I'm changing some things going forward. So first of all, you might notice that this episode is titled that I cried in an Apple store <laughs> and I did. Uh, I am also certain that I am not the first person to cry in an Apple store. I can almost guarantee it, but Basically what happened was my laptop, uh, I, I was in Hawaii, I went from Bali to Hawaii for, I was gonna be in Hawaii for two weeks, uh, I was in Hawaii for two weeks, and I was meeting up with my friend Christina Montalvo there as well, whom anyone who, anyone who listens to this podcast is probably aware of Christina, she's been featured on a number of episodes um, that I will reference in the show notes, and we don't get to see each other in person very often. So this was really exciting. We'd had this in the works for months and months and months that we were gonna meet in Hawaii in October. And 
I got to Hawaii uh, a week before Christina arrived and my laptop stopped, work, stopped working. And it just completely wouldn't even turn on. I spent hours on the phone with uh, Apple. Technical support couldn't resolve it. They ended up sending me to uh, an Apple authorized dealer on the particular island that I was on. I was on the big island. And there's no actual Apple store, but they have an, an authorized dealer. Bear in mind that I was also in a very remote corner of this particular island as well. So it was not even convenient for me. I had to drive several hours to even get to this store. <laughs> so I get to the store. They weren't going to be able to fix it in enough time before I, you know, flew back to Bali and all these things. Uh, they said that I had to go to the Apple, the actual Apple store, which was on a different island on Oahu in the city of Honolulu. So I was checking into my new Airbnb that day. That and Christine was flying in that day as well, and I was just chatting with with the Airbnb host who who met me there, and I told him I was telling him the situation, and he says, "Oh, I am going to Oahu tomorrow. I can just take it for you if you like." I think my head exploded. <laughs> I like to say that he went above and beyond as an Airbnb host. Shout out to Jesse because that was probably one of the nicest things anyone has ever done for me, and it gets better because. When I determined that he really was serious and he very graciously took my laptop to fly to Honolulu the next day, uh, once he got to the Apple store, I had called Apple beforehand, made sure that it was okay, that he dropped it off and then I would just FaceTime them for my Genius Bar appointment. And he gets to the Apple store and they said, oh no, no, you can't just leave it here. Uh, if we're going to call her, you have to be here with the computer when we call. So what did Jesse do? Jesse waited at the Apple store again, very graciously without even complaint. I, I was mortified by the way, that he was having to stick around and wait, but he stayed there and waited and then was on the phone with the genius, uh, the Apple genius and stuff with me. He was just incredible. Um, I cannot say enough good things about him and not to even mention the fact that his place was amazing. So if you ever are staying in Kona in Hawaii in the big Island, please let me know and I will send you the details to his Airbnb because it was one of the nicest ones I've ever been in and it was fantastic. And to say he went above and beyond as an Airbnb host is putting it mildly. So all this to say, I then flew in to Honolulu myself a few days later to pick up the laptop. It seemed to be fixed. Great. I flew back to Bali the next day. And as soon as I got back to Bali, I opened my laptop and the exact same issue was happening. And there's no Apple store in Bali. <laughs> so after more than a dozen hours logged on the phone with Apple across three different continents, it was determined that my best possible option was to fly it to Perth, Australia, which is about a three and a half hour flight from here in Bali to the Apple store there. And they could not only fix it in about a week ish, like a week to 10 days, but they could also set me up with a new laptop in the meantime. All of my other options that were closer than that they were going to take up to a month or more to get my computer fixed. And I wasn't going to be able to have access to a new laptop in the meantime. So I didn't have a choice. I have an online business. I had to make it happen. Um, everything had completely ground to a halt for two weeks. I was freaking out about not having podcast episodes coming out, not to mention various other significant projects that I'm working on in the background right now and trying to bring to life and was, having a, a huge amount of anxiety about not being able to do any of them until I could get access to a computer. 
Initially, when I was in Hawaii and didn't have access to a computer, I thought, you know what, it's fine. This is a perfect opportunity to recharge, to reset, to spend time with Christina. We had a, just a beautiful time together. It was so much fun, we had such a blast. And then when I got back to Bali, I thought, you know what, great, back to work, good to go. I came back excited to get back to work and then this happened. So I did a day trip to Perth, Australia from Bali. <laughs> So because it's about three and a half hours each way, I was able to, to uh, get there in the morning and then fly home in the evening. And Australian immigration had many questions for me. Uh, I think more on a personal level than a professional level, level, they were shocked that I had just flown in from Bali just to have a computer repaired because they have to ask you where you're staying and stuff. And I, I wasn't staying anywhere because I was leaving again. So they wanted to know why I was staying for such a short time. So that opened up a whole conversation and it, was just a huge situation. And at one point I broke down an Apple store and just started crying because the stress of it all and the extreme jet lag, uh, the, just my frustration at all of this and the anxiety about not being able to work on things I'm really excited about working on. And it really, one of my first thoughts actually was that I was going to be seen as a total hypocrite. Because one of the things that I talk about the most when it comes to podcasting, when I'm coaching clients on, on podcasting, um, especially when it comes to that, is consistency. And then I had a bit of a thought. And that is that consistency is earned. Because I talk about, you know, I talk about consistency all, all the time in relation to podcasting and how crucial it is that that's a really important step that most people miss. But the thing is, is that the reason why consistency is earned is that, and why me taking nearly two weeks off of podcasting isn't going to make or break my success is because I've already put in the work and I've earned trust that people know that I'm going to show up for them once or twice or three times a week. In my case, three times a week, that's what I have committed to. And that's, that's how often I do show up and people were reaching out to me asking if everything was okay. And if anything was wrong because the podcast had just sort of stopped. And at that point I wasn't really saying much online about issues with my laptop. And I actually thought that that was really powerful because it goes to show that people do trust me to come out with the episodes that I say I'm going to. And people notice when I don't come out with them. And that's also a really big lesson in the fact that people are watching. And we can look at that as something stressful or we can turn that around and look at it instead as something to really be valued and be like, wow, like I've put in enough work that people are looking for me to show up. And if I don't show up, they're actually worried about like my health and safety. <laughs> like, are you okay? Is everything fine? <laughs> so when you have put in the work to be consistent over the long term, it's not going to make or break you. The fact that I have just taken two weeks off of podcasting is not going to mean that my podcast now goes down the, down the drain. Instead, I can use this as a bit of a, a turning point and a, a lesson for myself first and foremost, but for anyone else as well, because it's not just about podcasting, it's about life in general. You know, when I was uh, working as uh, a nutritionist and kind of fitness coach to some degree too, that's something that comes up a lot with those things as well. And, and really with anything in our life, but think about it. If you go on vacation for two weeks and let's say you just don't eat the way you normally would, you come back just feeling kind of 
maybe not great, your digestion is a little off or whatever, it's okay because that two week time frame where you maybe weren't eating the way that you normally would, it's not going to harm you in any way. You can just get back to eating however makes you feel best, whatever that looks like. But as soon as you become consistent about it, it's fine. Two weeks is a blip on the radar. You're barely even gonna remember those two weeks. No, again, no matter what it is that you are concerned about your consistency, two weeks is not going to make or break you if you are being consistent the rest of the time. It's fine. It's kind of like the 80-20 rule, right? right? Like 80% of the time, you do whatever it is that, that you want to do, that you're working towards, any of those things. And the other 20%, it's okay if things don't work out quite the way that you want them to. Because life happens. Shit is going to get in the way. And in and around this, for me anyway, I was already feeling burnt out, exhausted. I wasn't sleeping well. And one of the other issues for me is that traveling full-time takes a lot of energy. It, you know, just actually coordinating various travel plans and flights and where to stay and all of these things. And this issue with my laptop, uh, first in, in Hawaii, this hit at a time when I was on the move and in between places to stay in Bali and was trying to sort out all my bookings as well. And it's kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you know, getting a roof over your head and food to eat is sort of priority number one. And then you can focus on the other things. And it's hard to focus on the other things until you get those basics established. And then to have my laptop go down at the same time, it was just, it, it was really hitting me hard. And traveling and working is just hard sometimes. And I just, I never want you to think that I'm just living, living some glamorous life over here because I promise you, <laughs> because even though I might be in like some really beautiful, gorgeous locations, every place in the world is beautiful and has beauty in it. You just have to look for it for one thing. Even in the dead of, of winter in, you know, the middle of Canada, there's always beauty, always. And Canada is gorgeous anyway. I'm, I'm biased, obviously, but <laughs> there's beauty wherever you are. You don't have to be looking, you know, over the ocean and a beach for it to be considered a beautiful location. But when you're traveling, what I will say is that shit is usually even more likely to go wrong when you're on the road and you don't have access to things that you normally would. It is just inevitable that things will go wrong for any of us, whether you're traveling or not. But those moments are where self-trust is built. And when things go wrong in your life, no matter what that looks like, you're going to figure it out because life is always going to throw things at you that you aren't expecting and you are going to be able to make it work because you always do. You always have up until this point. You have gotten to this point because you have always made things work. And there's a lot of power in that. So sometimes we're going to look on the bright side and that's great. And there can be all kinds of silver linings that come from negative situations. I'm actually going to be speaking to uh, a guest, Jess Ekstrom, later this week, and her brand new book is called Chasing the Bright Side, and I absolutely love it. We're going to be talking about that more, so make sure to tune in for that episode on Thursday. But there are definitely times to look on the bright side. And sometimes there's also moments where we need to recognize that sometimes situations just suck. Because I've talked about this in this podcast before, but that whole good vibes only movement is bullshit. It's total bullshit. Sometimes things are just not a good time. 
and there might not really be a bright side. And sometimes things are just simply going to go wrong and it's not going to be the best thing ever or have a ton of silver linings at all, but at least not right away. But you can still find ways to make it work and that's going to make you feel good about you. So when I was sitting in an Apple store in tears, I let myself cry for about three minutes and then I pulled up my phone and started mentally, I started mentally scanning first for the next solution. And then I pulled up my phone and started doing more research on what other steps I could take to make this happen and to figure this out so that I could once again, have a working laptop in hand so that I could get my work done <laughs> and come up with podcast episodes and work on these projects that I'm working on all of the things you make it work, you figure it out and you build trust in yourself along the way. That's what resiliency looks like. And resiliency is going to take all different forms. But there are also moments, like when I was sitting crying in an Apple store, after I did some more research on my phone about what my next step could be to actually get this accomplished, I then pulled up my notes app and started taking notes about that moment in time, about me crying in an Apple store, because I knew that sometime very soon that story would be hilarious. (laughs) And that I could look back on this and go, Wow. Remember that time I was in such a shitty place. I just literally sat on the floor and cried in an Apple store. (laughs) You just have to laugh sometimes, but that was not the right moment for me to laugh. I was not ready to laugh. I was having a really hard time. And I just really want to make sure that you are not going through shitty situations and going, okay, you know, there, I have to look on the bright side. I have to look on the bright side. I have to look on the bright side. You can be optimistic and trust in yourself to figure it out without always being like, yeah, you know, this, this situation is great. Even when it's not, sometimes things are not great and they're shitty and they're dark and they're going to take every ounce of your energy to move through, but you will be able to move through them. So, A couple things that I want to mention on a little bit more of a business standpoint. So if this is not your jam, if you're not into the online business side of things, totally fine. I I didn't want to make this episode all about business because I save those episodes for Saturdays usually. But something I did want to say from a business standpoint. First of all, batch record your podcast episodes. (laughs) I've talked about this before and normally I do. Normally I'm about six weeks in advance of recording. Um, and I would like to be actually even farther ahead. That's something that I'm working on. This happened to come at a time when I was not recorded ahead. I was behind and I was trying to play catch up. However, there is a silver lining in this particular case because, uh, all of the most recent data on my laptop has been lost and can't be recovered. So I didn't technically lose anything, but what it meant was that I didn't have any episodes already lined up in the podcast queue so that my podcast didn't grind to a halt for two weeks either. So that is something to consider, even though, yes, I'm okay with the fact that it stopped for two weeks. I don't love it, but, and, and if I had known in advance, of course I would have set things up differently so that things wouldn't have stopped completely. So in the future, this is even more motivation to continue to get back to where I want to be and where I normally am about recording well in advance. Something else, back up your shit, people. (laughs) Whether you have a business or not, back up your shit. We all hear this. 
We all know this. A lot of times we don't do it anyway. So please back up your shit. One of the best decisions that I made was uh, starting an iCloud account a couple months ago, a paid one because I, I have way too much stuff. So I did manage to save almost all of my data because of that. I think I only lost a very, very small handful because I'd actually filled up my iCloud account and needed to graduate to the next level. And I just hadn't done that yet. So there were a few weeks where I lost the data from those few weeks, but overall I would have been a, in a much worse place if I had not backed things up regularly. So please back things up. You never know when things are going to go wrong. You never know when there's going to be a tech error, something happened to make you lose all of your stuff. So please back things up. And something else too, is that I had already been making a bit of an adjustment, uh, about focusing a little bit more of my energy on my paid stuff and on my clients and stuff like that, because I pour so much of myself into this podcast. Sometimes I let it take over because I genuinely love it. I love what I do. I love doing these episodes. I love getting feedback from people and, and creating new content and, and new things for you to listen to and, and to tune in and hopefully learn something from if you, if you know, that's always my goal is to give you enough value that you walk away thinking that you, you really took something from that. But sometimes we, we also have to put focus in the areas that are really going to move the dial the most. And this is a really important lesson in, in business and in life in general, you know, just making sure that you are putting your energy wherever those dial movers are, whatever it is that you're working on, whatever it is you want to improve upon, you have to put your energy and your focus in those areas. And I've been really guilty in the past of putting too much effort into the free content and then wondering why the paid work is falling by the wayside. And this is such an important uh, lesson as an entrepreneur. You have to have your priorities straight. You know, bills still have to be paid. And more than that, the transformation is in the transaction as well. My coach, James Webmore, has said that so many times. It's just really been drilled into me. And it's true that, you know, if, if you're looking to actually start a business, and not everybody is, but if you listen to this podcast and you're more interested in uh, kind of the business side of things, or you think that maybe you would like to start a business at one point, I really want to highlight this, that... Anytime there's money on the line and we put money down to pay someone to help us, we're going to end up doing the work. We're going to end up showing up. We're going to end up being more consistent and taking more action and putting ourselves in the position of being really uncomfortable even more often when there's money on the line. I've proven that to myself over and over and over again. And that's why it's often really important to hire someone to help us with things or to pay for a course that's going to get you to where you need to be, or whatever, whatever it is that you need help with, or something that isn't your strong point that you would like to learn more about, or have someone help you with, whatever it is, the transformation is in the transaction. And that's really important for me as the coach to remember as well. It's not just about me making money. It's about how can I have the biggest impact and a lot of times that impact sometimes is going to mean that there is a price tag attached, but it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Then if you hire a coach that is really the best fit for you and you, your personalities go really well together and all of those things, 
then you are going to have, both of you are going to have a really beautiful relationship together and a really incredible journey learning from each other too, as well as getting shit done and doing all of the things that it is that you want to do. So that's something really important to remember because you can offer a ton of value and you can also still deserve to be paid for your knowledge, expertise, and abilities. So really paying attention to where your energy is going and where you are putting it, where you are directing your energy, where you are spending most of your time and see if that lines up with the priorities that you have in your life. Because like I said, there have just been a lot of times where I have ended up uh, going too far down the road of the free content. And then I end up wondering why I'm not doing as much in other areas and in all kinds of different areas that I want to be working on. And I have to look at the full picture to really see where my priorities are. So that's a really important lesson as well that I have been paying a lot more attention to. and, And I hope that you can take a lot from that as well. So various life lessons learned from crying in an Apple store. <laughs> I hope to not do it again uh, too soon. And if you follow along my stories on Instagram, you will see me fly to Perth from Bali again in, uh, in a couple weeks to pick up my, my own laptop, drop off the one that I'm currently using, but at least I have a working laptop. I am incredibly privileged that I have the ability to be able to fly there to have my laptop dealt with. Um, so, so much privilege in various senses of the word. It's there, there, there are a lot of silver linings to this, but it hasn't made the process any more fun. And we're all going to have situations like this in life. When shit hits the fan, you have to figure it out. And it doesn't mean that it's a fucking good time while you're doing it. (laughs) It just means that you have to deal with it anyway, whether you like it or not. And then you can look back on this later and go, wow, you know, maybe this part was funny or this part really wasn't funny, but I learned something from that. Those lessons are there eventually, but I just want to stress that you can look for the more optimistic side of things without the good vibes only, okay? So for more about sort of chasing the bright side, uh, make sure to tune in Thursday. I'm really excited for this episode with Jess Ekstrom, very, very pumped. And you guys are going to absolutely love her. We got into a lot of really, really cool stuff that I think you're really going to enjoy. So thank you for bearing with me. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast at all. And thank you for your patience as I have gotten things back up and running. (laughs) I don't plan on taking two weeks off anytime soon. This was also not planned, but, uh, hopefully I have put enough things in place and will be putting enough things in place that this will not happen in the future anyway, that even if my laptop goes down, that you will still have podcast episodes to listen to. (laughs) But it is really important to to just uh, know where your energy is going. And sometimes those priorities are going to shift. And when things hit the fan, you know, I have to make sure that I'm also just really focusing on offering value to my clients and stuff like that, uh, first and foremost, because that is absolutely most important to me. As much as I adore adore this podcast and putting everything together for you. So if you have any questions, please let me know. Uh, if you have any comments, anything like that, you can reach me over at Instagram again, Emily Goff coach. I'm over there. You can also email me at info at Emily Goff coaching, and I'm happy to uh, chat with you and answer any questions or comments that you might have. And I'm really looking forward to all of the awesome content that I've got coming up for you guys. Super pumped. Thanks guys. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. I'm so incredibly grateful that you took the time because it means the absolute world to me. For any references in the episode and all show notes, be sure to jump over to roomtogrowpodcast.com. And if this episode touched your heart, it would mean so much if you would take a quick second to hit subscribe, write a review, and share on social media or with someone who really needs to hear today's message. It makes such a difference to keep this podcast going so that I can continue to bring you amazing content and absolutely incredible guests. Be sure to tag me over on Instagram at Emily Goff Coach so that I can thank you in real time for listening and connect with you. We're back every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday with brand new episodes, and I am looking forward to growing with you. 